I started to think to myself whenever I felt like I wasn't showing up for some reason, something was blocking me or like I was resisting doing something. I started telling myself if my daughter came to me with this problem and said, mom, I really want to write a book, but I'm too nervous to like put it out there. Do you think I just keep it to myself? What would I tell her? Would I tell her like, oh yeah, totally. You should keep your book to yourself. No one wants to read that. Or would I tell her like, definitely don't pitch yourself for that podcast because like that will not go well for you. No one wants to hear that. No, I would never say that. So why are we telling those things to ourselves? Why are we just engaging in so much negative self-talk all the time? I think if more of us spoke to ourselves like we would speak to our children whom we love, we would be out there more with our stories, talking about it, writing about it, whatever format that we choose. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast. In today's episode 43, I speak with Jessica Anderson. Jessica began providing editorial services in 2020. What began as a humble proofreading business quickly evolved into a full suite of editing services and one-on-one -on -one book coaching. She now works with high-impact leaders to create a brand book that will amplify your impact, build the know, like, and trust factor, and establish you as a thought leader in your field. From developing an outline to refining each word and everything in between, Jessica will transform your manuscript into a brand book you'll be proud to publish. Join us for today's conversation when she talks about how she has turned her two passions of reading and writing into a full-time business, her tips on how she helps clients overcome mindset hurdles when they are sharing their voice in a written form, the power of writing a book for your business, and we really dig into how audio and podcasting can support you in writing your book. Join me in welcoming Jessica to the show today. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me in on this conversation today, all about how books can really add huge value to your business. But before we get into that, I'll just, well, first of all, hello. Thanks for being here. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be on your podcast today. Yes, it's been so nice finally getting to like connect Again, it's been a little while. We kind of met in this online world and a networking event, and it's just nice to be able to have a deeper conversation about what you do. But before we get into that, I love opening the conversation with how have you leveraged your voice to better your business and brand? And maybe it's looked, I know for a lot of people when I open with this, they're like, well, like, where do I even start? Because it could look a little bit different on your journey, like where you started in this online space to where you are now. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I love this question because I also had to think about it for a little minute because even though I help other people share their founder story because storytelling is very important, especially in the online marketing world to connect to other people, I had to think about it for myself. And it is always a little weird doing it for yourself. You always sort of like need someone to help you present that. But for myself, I actually thought way, way bad to the very beginning when I opened my business. I had to first find my voice on social media because prior to becoming a business owner, I had zero social media presence. Like I had to go learn how to start a Facebook profile. That's how newbie I was. And as I went along, I realized that like Facebook and Instagram weren't really the places that I thrived. I actually wound up finding my voice on LinkedIn. And that was within the last year. People on LinkedIn, it's not it's not a grab bag like Facebook and Instagram are, you know, like with vacation photos and photos for kids and people looking for romantic partners and all that. That's all fine. But on LinkedIn, it's more about showing up as a thought leader and really leveraging your voice to like, I don't want to say show off because it sounds pretentious, but to just highlight the fact that you're an expert at what you do. And you start in the beginning when you're not sure about that part of yourself. When you start posting about it little by little on something like LinkedIn, you do start to believe it. It starts to become ingrained in you. And then you feel cool about showing up for awesome opportunities like this, speaking on podcasts. I'm sitting over here nodding and I really do try to hit mute in between because I find that I, I get too excited about someone saying something that I interrupt. So I could not agree more with what you said. I don't come traditionally from a business background. I come from health mm-hmm. and traditionally defined and show success. My partners and the projects were successful and I was in the background. So to step into this online space, I always find it interesting to see what everybody brings to the table, what they've pulled from their experiences in their life and how they show up here because it's such a different beast. Like it's so crazy. It's so unique. And, you know, I always say you have to pick a platform, whether it's writing video or audio, but not only that, you have to show up on some kind of place, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, and, you know, or on a YouTube channel. And it's, yeah, they're all so different. I don't know. I'm still trying to find my way too. And I think we all are, but I'm so happy to hear that you have found LinkedIn. I need to get over there more. I do find it a completely different audience. And it's people are there because they are looking or they're looking and show, like you said, people are showcasing or highlighting their specific areas of expertise in a different way. And I really appreciate that. So thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing that. And leaning into that piece a little bit more, has writing always been your natural kind of go-to? And what's that story? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that, actually, before our interview. And I think I just always had a natural predisposition for writing. I always loved reading growing up. So that served to, like, really nurture my writing abilities. But throughout school and everything, I was always a person that would get A++ on her papers. And I think that was a way for me to communicate what I knew to the teacher without having to like raise my hand in class and say that I knew the answer. I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast can relate to that, but it was an uncomfortable experience, you know, growing up in school. And sometimes when you wanted to speak up in class, you could feel all eyes on you. And sometimes you would hear in the hall, like, oh, you know, she, she thinks she's such a know-it-all or whatever. And I think my writing skills really grew out of that, I think. 
growing up in school and yes. having all that conditioning thanks to your classmates. <laughs> right? I actually never really thought about it that way, but I was the same way. I think I, there was lots of times on my report cards that were sent home, I wish Kim would participate more in class. Well, right. then find other ways for us to participate because I don't want to put up my hand. Like, I would just feel that flush and my face naturally blushes. And and I didn't want that. Like, nobody wants to stand out to A, be flushed <laughs> and red faced. But the other part is when you are growing up and you're still trying to find your confidence, it's really tough to stand in what you know and own it at a younger age. And even now, I'm still like, I'm figuring it out, but I'm a lot older. You know, it's tough. So I wish the school setting developed a different way for us to really be highlighted and showcased, even if our personalities don't lend towards that. But in particular for girls, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's, right. it's telling that, that men sort of come out of the school system with a lot more confidence than women. That's frustrating. I think there's something going on there that women are more afraid than men to speak up in class and raise their hand. And in that format, like saying that they know the answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I knew that I developed like just a more quiet, soft-spoken way of communicating to my teacher what I understood about what she was teaching us or what he was teaching us through the written form, the written word. Yeah, I think that's, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And absolutely, because yeah, it doesn't always come natural to a lot of us to just stand up in front of a crowd and be like, hey, here it is. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Now that you've started networking and doing more on LinkedIn, have you had the opportunity to do quite a few podcast interviews? What's your experience been like in this kind of platform using audio? Yeah, I have had a couple of opportunities so far, and I have a few more coming this year. But back in February, I was on a podcast for actually one of my coaches, Sally Miller, and That one, we were talking about LinkedIn, actually (laughs) leveraging LinkedIn, because I start when I started showing up on that platform, I started getting some people in my network asking me like, oh, how are you doing that? And how do you come up with content ideas? And what are your tips for this? And how do I get the most out of the platform? So uh, she invited me to share more about that in her group. So that was partly what the podcast episode was on. I also did actually um, a mini workshop in a group coaching program on the same topic, which is funny because my business is not at all about LinkedIn. Like I'm not used to teaching other people about that. And here I am speaking about it again, but it's just been like my foot in the door, so to speak, for showing up online in a way that feels, it was scary at first, right? But the more I did it and the more people on the platform encouraged me, like the safer I felt showing up. And it's all just about even this experience right now, like telling my brain, even though you're scared to do it, even though you're not good at speaking off the cuff, Jessica, and you know it, you just have to show up and do it the first time. And then you know that the second time is going to be easier. And it's just about like training your brain to realize that like it's not a fight or flight reaction that you have to have right? all the time. Like it's safe to show up in this way. And you know what I have found? And I'm sure you have seen this too when you are in memberships or you see people step up and start talking about something that they're passionate about and they're excited about, they light up. Mm -hmm. Like, right? Like when I start talking about something, like my close friends are like, okay, Cam, can we even like get a word in? 
because I get excited and I want to keep sharing and I want to keep sharing my experience and who I've met and what I've done and what I've accomplished because it's just so cool. It's so amazing. But that's, again, I'm comfortable with that topic, right? So when you lean into someone like your guests, expertise and what excites them, that's when the conversation just flourishes. That's when, you know, the presentation is like the bomb, right? Because like, that's where people are like, oh, I get it. And I know, and I'm going to lean into our segue into what you do is helping um, others write and publish books. Because I feel like you experience that as well, trying to help and amplify voices like how cool is that? Like, how cool, like when we just think about how cool it is to be able to have someone share their story and their voice in a written format, something that maybe they never thought about doing before, but what is possible? How, I guess, first of all, how did you get into that work? Because it's super, super fascinating to me. Yeah. So I'm still not sure how I got here myself, Kim. From, my background is actually I majored in languages in school. I majored in okay. French and Arabic. And now I have a background of 10 years in luxury hospitality. And I had a daughter in 2018. And I tried the whole luxury hospitality thing after that. It was difficult because the, the hours in that world are not really conducive to family life. So I started thinking about like, okay, what else could I do for myself? And I, my two passions have always been, as I mentioned, reading and writing. And it just came to me that editing might be a great way to like blend the two. And I have had lots of like really casual experience editing before. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try it. So I did. I took a course in proofreading. So I became a proofreader, started offering that. And then I found that with each successive client, they always wanted like a deeper transformation. So I started offering different levels of editing. And it eventually went all the way to book coaching, which is what I'm doing today. And I found that a lot of my clients happen to be writing books that pertained to their brand or business. So I really, really love that because I enjoyed helping them amplify their mission and use their voice in that way. You know, I enjoy reading fiction novels as much as the next person. But what I found most rewarding about the work that I did was getting to be a part of these entrepreneurs and their business's mission and then getting that out to more people in written form. So they might have lots of content on social media. They might even have audio content like a podcast, but they realized that they were missing a huge segment, a huge potential segment, I would say, of their audience by not having it in book form, written form still in like short form media, like social media posts, but like no one is going and categorizing them all and then like reading through all of them. They wanted to have something that was a much longer version that people would be really absorbed in and that would really nurture them to their brand or business. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like there's a couple things there that I don't want to miss. One of them is I feel like we get the same thing that a client would come to us with. We want to do it, but there's so many voices out there already that are telling the same story. Like what makes me unique? Is that something that you've heard? And how do you help them overcome that hurdle? to start the process? Oh, that's a really good question. So there's a, t a statistic out there that says 97% of people want to write a book and only 3% of them actually do it. That's insane. I'm not sure why that is. 
I'm not sure why so many people get freaked out about sharing their voice in book form. Like they'll jump on a live, you know, on Instagram live and do that with someone. But writing the book scares them. I don't know a live. It's a good question. It might be because they perceive it as being like so much more permanent. Like it's not just going to disappear in a feed somewhere. It's Mm -hmm. written in stone almost, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. And I also, I feel that a book is something that's been on my radar because I interviewed someone and I really look up to her. She was like one of my top five first interviews, I should say. And she's younger than me. And she wrote this book, I don't know, like five years ago already. And she just made this comment about how she wanted something to live outside of her. Like when she's gone, she wanted something to still represent who she was. And that's still is just sitting with me because I'm like, oh my God, that's really, really powerful. So it's definitely been something on my radar. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by it. Like that stat is huge. When I work with clients and they're at that hurdle, we just talk about how like your story is unique though, how you share it is unique and it will resonate with a specific audience. If you're creating video or audio content for your online business, then you need to check out the platform Descript. Descript is an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as a Word doc. Upload media or record directly in Descript to instantly transcribe your file into text. Then tweak the text to directly edit your media clips. Edit out filler words such as um, ahs, and likes, and silent gaps with a single click. Record your screen and webcam for presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before hitting publish. Use pro editing features such as a non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto captioning, exports, and much more. To try this platform risk-free, check out the free plan at Descript.com or check out the link in the show notes. What is the power when you talk to clients? What is the power and value of having a book to build their business and brand when you're looking at it from that perspective? There are lots of benefits to writing a what I call a brand book. Mm-hmm. So it's a book that's representing your brand or business. So first of all, I think, like you said, you're sharing your story in a super vulnerable way. Even if you might think like, oh, there are already so many books out there. How can I just add my voice to the noise or whatever. When you look at the statistics, there are actually um, a much, like I said, a much smaller percentage of people who are actually willing to take that step and do it. Becoming an author, taking that step and becoming an author and being able to call yourself an author and being able to show people like, hey, this is a book that I wrote. That stands out to people. And it's, it goes beyond like potential clients. It's to potential collaborators, If maybe you have a nonprofit, like that's going to look really, really impressive to potential donors, things like that. Even if you're not writing a book specifically for your business, let's say you just have a personal brand. I worked with one who actually wrote the book first. She's a very dear client of mine, Erin, and she is a mom of four and she wrote a book for first time parents and caregivers of newborns. And she literally just took um, pieces of the journals that she had written when each of her children were born. She pulled the best tips and stories from those. And she wrote a book about that. And 
she just got that into as many hands of local parents that she could. And she has been making an impact just like that in her area, also online as well. But for her to be able to meet her readers face to face and hear from them directly about how her, their, excuse me, her book changed them and helped them to feel more calm as parents, you know, that's the only thing that she needs really now as an author. That's the most rewarding thing that she could ever have. And it's you know less about the business side in that sense and more just for like that personal fulfillment. That's really powerful. And I think I remember that stage just using that as an example you know, having a good friend who was about six months ahead of mine, like for when I started having kids. And I relied on her so much, so much. And if you don't have that person in your life, and that's specifically something that a stage in your life that you're going through, really want to be able to relate to others and to to learn from them. And to like, I'm a forever learner. So I was constantly like grabbing whatever, but Having somebody that you can really relate to their stories when you're in that moment, I mean, that's super powerful. And that can be at any stage of your life, whatever you're doing, if you think about it that way and how you can share what you're going through and how, because I always say, like, you don't have to know everything. You just have to be a step or two ahead of someone. And that's exactly what she did for me. (laughs) Right? Like, she was one or two steps ahead of me. And I was constantly like, oh my God, what happens now? Like, what did you do? Like, this is such a weird world. Like, I don't, and now I'm looking at that lens in this online space. I'm like, okay, like I actually have learned a lot and I can support others. And so how, if writing a book is something that I want to do, but audio is more my platform, how does, how could audio support the development of that book? Yes. Love this question in a couple of ways. First of all, once you write the book, you can create the audiobook. Audiobooks are not going away. In fact, I would say they have enjoyed quite the resurgence in recent years. And I don't know whether that's another fun effect of the pandemic or what, but lots of people are listening to audiobooks. Imagine if your ideal client or just your ideal reader is driving to work, you know, they're commuting or they're on a walk or they're doing their housework. They can listen to your audiobook. They have you in their ear. It's so close. You're going to be able to nurture them so well because of that. It's the same effect as having a podcast, actually. This is just longer form content. In terms of the actual creation of writing the book, if you are much better at speaking, you could just speak your entire book, record yourself, get the transcripts, and then we can pull the best stuff out of that and edit it together. It's a little more nuanced than that, but for the sake of the podcast episode today, I find that helps with a lot of people, even if they're not necessarily using audio all the time, but if they're just more like a text-based person like I am already, if you get stuck writing somewhere and like you just don't know what the next piece should be or you sort of lose your train of thought, you just like open your laptop up You go on Zoom, you start recording yourself talking about whatever topic that you were just writing about, and you will start to see your ideas flow because you're using your brain in a different way when you talk. And the best part is that your thoughts are coming out naturally in a conversational way, and you're not always worried about how perfect you sound. I find that people are more worried about how perfect they write, if that makes sense. Totally does. So two parts of that that I want to capture 
I hear what you're saying about audiobooks. I started dabbling in, I like all forms of books, but I started dabbling with audiobooks just because I was like, you know, I'm going to give them a try. Because again, I feel like it's that piece. If you are developing a course and spending all the time and energy in a course, have it available in an audio only format as well, because you need to meet your people where they're at, period. I don't care if you're writing a book just to write a book. I don't care if you're doing a course, just do a course, a workshop, a mini workshop. Do it. Make it as accessible as possible because we're all busy. And it doesn't mean we don't want to keep learning or growing or listening for entertainment or reading for entertainment, but we're all busy. So I know there's a time and place to have like calm and quiet. But if I'm like in a commute or if I'm driving or if I'm prepping like supper, I love like listening. I love listening. And so one of my first books with them was Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. And I was just like, as soon as I listened to it, I was like, okay, well, who doesn't love listening to Matthew McConaughey's voice? But two, like the way he got excited about telling his childhood stories throughout, weaved throughout the book, just like it sold me. I was like, okay, I see the potential with audiobooks. <laughs> I'm sold, right? So there is such value and power in creating that form of a book. So that was one piece that I definitely wanted to touch on. And the second part is, when I work with a client on developing like a podcast episode, I always I don't like reading like scripting is just not my jam. So I really do try to encourage as much as possible to have one thought per episode, as well as like your stories can be in there and weaved in just like Matthew McConaughey did, but have it relate to that point so that it's not too much for someone to like listen to if they're just like to dive into a chapter. But also so that you don't get side railed, because I know when I get excited and others get excited about talking about a topic, you know, they start diving into all these other areas. And I'm like, no, 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 like keep an outline structure so it keeps you on task. So if I was to use that advice that you just gave, I would probably follow that same kind of format then without getting into a lot of details because we don't have a lot of time today. But is that an idea that you help your clients with? You structure some kind of an outline for the chapters and then you can start creating that book format from there. Do people overthink the whole process and then they just don't start because they're overthinking it? So it depends on who you are. Some people are self-starters and they're already very strong in that area of the written word. So they can just like, we call them pantsers. They can just like bang out a book and it'll be That's pretty incredible. good. You know, yeah. it'll be pretty good. Other people struggle with that and that's totally normal as well. What I usually start with actually is conversations. So mm -hmm. just speaking and we brainstorm together out loud how best to structure the book. What are we going to include in there? And the piece I mentioned before is more like if they're already in writing mode, they know that this is their writing period. They're going to just do the book from start to finish. Not always in chronological order, but sometimes we start talking about the point that we wanted to make in the book and then we freeze up and we don't know how to bridge the gap yeah. from like the topic we were writing about and then going to the next one and it always happens to me personally actually for the introduction and the conclusion mm. i can write the body just fine i'll just start there and then the introduction conclusion i always like oh i get stuck on that so what you need to do is if you have like a trusted accountability buddy someone that you can just like, talk to about the topic they're gonna start feeding it back to you in a way that's gonna just spark your inspiration again and get okay. you thinking about different ways of looking at it, you know, through a different lens, another prism. If you don't have one, though, you can just record yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And you'll see what comes out. If you start talking about it, it's going to activate different things in your brain to make the see the to make you see the issue from another angle. Ah, so many good tips there. So exciting. If this is on someone's list and they're like, yes, I, I sign me up. How do listeners find you? So definitely LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on there. My name is Jessica Anderson and Anderson is spelled S-E-N at the end. Mm-hmm. Also, my website is the same. Jessica L. Anderson, S-E-N at the end. Um, those are really the two places that you can find me online these days. Okay, I'll make sure those are in the show notes. And before I let you go, I love doing a quick rapid fire few questions just to get to know who you are a little bit personally. So we'll just get started. What are you most proud of this year that you've accomplished in your business? Probably podcasting. And I'm not just saying that because I'm speaking to you on your podcast right now. Because 2022, Jessica, if you had told me then that I would be speaking on podcast in 2023, I'd have been like, no way. Get out of town. I would never do that. Right? I hear you. That's amazing. I love hearing that. How do you stay creative? Because I feel like writing is one of the most creative forms that we could be doing. So how do you keep that creative um, fire going? Is there something that you do to get reinvigorated or to help clients or to have a fresh kind of perspective? Yeah, two things. One is very simple. I take long walks with my dog every single day. That gets me outside. I did it today when I was sort of stuck on something in my business, went and took him for a walk and always invigorates me. The other thing is getting rid of comparisonitis and getting rid of the chatter in your head that doesn't actually sound like you. It sounds like someone else that you were listening to or maybe reading. You can get ideas from other people, but when you consume too much of other people's content, you start to sound like a derivative of them. So something I do, no joke, to get rid of that is just to unsubscribe from people's newsletters. Yeah, there's a lot of noise out there and we create our own noise by signing up for all of these things. And I feel the same way. I open up my email in the morning because I look at it first thing and then I try to not look at it again in the day. And I'm just like overwhelmed. I'm like, what is going on? So I love that. That's a really good, really good piece of advice. How, how do you define great? What does that look like? How do I define great? Great is my best effort. Period. Love it. Period. Yeah. Don't overdo anything. Just be you. Show up as nope. you and you're doing great. Don't overthink it. You are enough. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything that we missed that you want to make sure that we capture before we sign off? Well, there was something I was thinking about before we jumped on this call. And I was thinking about some advice that I could give to someone who is maybe wanting to get into audio but hasn't taken the first step yet, or even someone who wants to write a book and hasn't taken the first step yet. The same sort of advice applies. This has been mulling around in my head since Mm -hmm. I wrote a book a couple of years ago. I started to think to myself whenever I felt like I wasn't showing up for some reason, something was blocking me or like I was resisting doing something. This is when I became a mom for the second time. I started telling myself, if my daughter came to me with this problem and said, mom, I really want to write a book, but I'm too nervous to like put it out there. Do you think I just keep it to myself? What would I tell her? Would I tell her like, oh yeah, totally. You should keep your book to yourself. Like no one wants to read that. Or would I tell her like, definitely don't pitch yourself for that podcast. Cause like, 
that will not go well for you. No one wants to hear that. No, I would never say that. So why are we telling those things to ourselves? ourselves? Why are we just engaging in so much negative self-talk all the time? I think if more of us spoke to ourselves like we would speak to our children whom we love, mm-hmm. we would be out there more with our stories, talking about it, writing about it, whatever format that we choose. Yes, whatever format we choose. And if you so choose it for yourself, do it. Take the first step. Take the action. Don't wait. Don't hold off. You deserve to be heard. Your story needs to breathe life into this world because others will resonate with it. I absolutely loved our conversation today. It is something that I'm very passionate about. I love helping others amplify their voices as well. And partly, too, because I didn't do it enough for myself growing up. So I want to help others do it before it's too late. So I appreciate you so much. And yes, it was just so good. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for having me on. I loved it. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time. much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.